Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What up? It's Tom from Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain the marijuana laws so that you can go change them. Today, we're going to be talking about Maine's corrupt cannabis industry and the big news out of Germany. And Miggy and I go do a Thanksgiving Day draft. Let us know in the comments what you think about it and whose dinner you would attend, my dinner or Miggy's dinner. And while you're there, drop us a like, click subscribe, because very often, as you are aware, this is for 18 plus only. And now let's get to the news. I can't believe that uh, Germany is legalizing cannabis and we had uh, Law by Lido on. That was great. So if you want to hear about uh, Germany legalizing cannabis, go check out our episode with Lido on where we talk all about German cannabis. But the big news of the week is a major European country legalizing it. Well, I, you know, and again, when we talked about it with Lido, uh, it's lovely their process. It's it's not just one state. It's not just a portion, not east-west. It's all of Germany. Party leaders in Germany, incoming government coalition, have reached an agreement to legalize marijuana nationwide. Thank you, Marijuana Moment. From the Marijuana Moment, nationwide legalization. As it stands, personal possession of marijuana is already decrimmed in Germany, and there is a medical cannabis program in place, and all that medical cannabis gets imported. I don't think, well, check out that law by Lidl one. Uh, he said some of it is grown there, but a lot of it's imported. And so the governing coalition is comprised of the Social Democratic Party of Germany and the Free Democratic Party and the Greens. And they said that they will be introducing the controlled distribution of cannabis to adults for recreational purposes in licensed shops, according to the translation of a multi-party working and uh, uh, Der Spiegel. That's that's the name of their paper, Der Spiegel. Okay, so the so-called traffic light coalition. You know what, dude? I honestly think, I mean... This was coming. We saw this coming. Uh, you know, if you've watched the episode of Lido, uh, or maybe all of Germany just saw their one episode and realized, holy shit, there's a lot of money out there. We should uh, we should get involved. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I'm glad that Germany is leading the. Of course, I just heard Portugal say leading. Come on, we did it first. But um, that's fantastic. So Europe is going to be legalizing weed pretty much as fast as the United States is legalizing weed. And the United States might take longer. I can't believe that Germany came up and legalized it before America. 
Yeah, no, this is well, you know why? Yeah, Germany is happening faster than in America because they don't politicize everything. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, we can all go. We can we can dawdle on the Germany conversation for a long time, but really, we live in America, and right now the Democrats uh, they're dividing the gun. Again, we've we've been doing this what a year now. This conversation, two years with uh, Schumer and Booker, like. Yeah, they they introduced their stuff almost uh, a year ago. It was when the new Congress convened. So in February, they said, soon we'll be releasing this. They did. And now uh, there are competing bills to legalize cannabis in the United States. But still, Germany said, hold my beer or uh, hold mine in beers. Uh, And so uh, while the lawmakers, the lawmakers have emphasized the objective of the reform is not to boost tax revenue for the country. Their taxing authority said in its election manifesto that cannabis taxing cannabis like cigarettes could generate one billion euro annually, annually. So uh, a whole a whole billion dollars, or I'm sorry, billion euro in tax revenue would be generated. That's not all that much when you think about it. No, I don't imagine it'd be more. But you know, the fact is, what are they basing it off of? They're basing it off of whatever they have importing, right? They're basing it off their present medical market because once recreational kicks in, and there's no more fear of authorities. People are going to come out of the woodworks. People are going to not, you know, we're talking about a place that um, some bad stuff happened there a long time ago. And you really can't be outspoken and be out front and do anything. That's kind of the great thing about America, except with cannabis, it's kind of weird how you're stigmatized and things can not be in your favor when, you know, like your employment, your employment shouldn't matter. But I imagine in Germany, there's a lot of people right now because it's been pro, you know, prohibition. They, they're not going to, Go to the store. Not going to speak up. Well, yeah, but speaking of that, you know, you know who was lobbying against the legalization in Germany? Police unions. Once again, (sighs) who's against the legalization? Well, law enforcement. I can't believe that law enforcement, whose jobs to a certain extent depend on uh, marijuana being illegal, they support it keeping it illegal across the world in in Germany and very often in the United States. The police unions are some of the People, you know, big opponents of cannabis legalization. You're right on that one. That's kind of a bit of irony, right? If there's any uh, employment out there that should shut up and dribble, or it's going to be a law enforcement. They really should not have a, an opinion in what law should be because law no. isn't essentially you're you're enforcing society's whims. That's right. If you wanted to uh, have an opinion over what the law should be, you were supposed to run for Congress, not sheriff. You know. Uh, <laughs> That's that's kind of how it works. You're law enforcement, not law creation. You are not the legislative body. That is over there. You can run for it. You don't have yeah. to run for sheriff. You know, you don't have to run for top cop. You can run for mayor. Of course, mayors are in the executive branch. They also don't have the power to create legislation. You could run for your legislature, whether it's a House or a, uh, a Senate, or in the case of Nebraska, the unicameral representatives mm. of Nebraska. But really, law enforcement should not have an opinion on, on law. Like, you know, there's things should be analytical and things should be uh, in a society like the the it's kind of like, hey, we did the the investigation on ourselves and we found ourselves nothing wrong. Like mm-hmm. there's a reason for checks and balances. There's a reason why when regulation or when. Uh, uh, yeah. When legalization hits regulation behind it, not everybody's going to be happy. There's going to be protocols. There's going to be the GPA, you know, all kinds of certifications. There, you know, when you're in business in America, you, 
you pay taxes, you 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 help support your community. There's different things that you have to do to be a law-abiding citizen. I, it's not the I'm 17 year old. I, I I just got a QP. If I sell this in a week, then I I can buy another one. You know, like that's a small-minded way of thinking when it comes to legalization. Because unfortunately, we all are going to have to pay taxes and and have rules. Yep. And it's not just Germany that's getting in on legalizing. In neighboring Luxembourg, the ministers of justice and homeland security last month unveiled a legalization proposal. For now, the country is focusing on legalization within the home setting and parliament and Luxembourg is expected to vote on the proposal in early 2022. So if either Germany or Luxembourg moves and enacts the reform to legalize cannabis, they will be the first in Europe to do so. Elsewhere in the world, Canada and Uruguay have already legalized recreational cannabis. My state, Maggie's state, have already legalized it, but our country has not. Can you imagine if Europe legalizes it before the United States that Europe itself is going to be the, the most awesome place to vacation? Like the, mm -hmm. the revenue to watch from that is going to be amazing. You know, I don't, I don't think their uh, alcohol industry is going to take a hit. You know why? Because I, I still like drink beer. That's right. Beer is delicious and, and weed makes you thirsty. But uh, the other thing is, uh, I don't know if we'd want to go to Europe right now. Austria here is going back into lockdown. But, you know, back states died. Uh, the Democrats divide, put Congress, congressional action on marijuana in doubt because of the split. Uh, Capitol Hill uh, and marijuana policy has lawmakers confronting the possibility that could again fail to pass any meaningful changes to the federal prohibition of cannabis this Congress, even though it still has another year, mostly because Congress is, is a two-year term, and that's probably only like 18, 12 to 18 months to be realistic. You're sworn in, you, you take the summer off, uh, you come back, you, you work a little bit in the second part of the year, you come back for January, you leave by March, and then you run for re-election for the rest of the year. Yeah, this is why we can't have nice things, Bumper. This is we why we can't have nice things. I mean, this is, what the, I mean, okay, granted, we do, but because yeah. we live in good states, you know, right. it's kind of like, 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 you know, living in Germany and, you know, come next year, four years, and then they're going to be like, yo, I don't want to go to uh, England. I don't want to go to UK. They're still, they still have prohibition, right? Like, I look at Idaho like that. I mean, Idaho would be a lovely place to go camping, but hell no. I mean, I don't want to go back to 1930. Yeah. You know, but uh, safe banking, safe banking is being held hostage. Uh, it's held in limbo as these smaller groups of lawmakers push for this much broader bill. And now you have the uh, Democratic version of it that has a lot of the racial equality and the uh, expungement aspects of the uh, cannabis industry and the war on drugs uh, put into it to rectify those problems. And then you have the Republican version that's very, very quiet on that and has an exceedingly low tax rate. Uh, but everybody, whether Democrat or Republican, want it legalized, and they also want the safe banking passed. So hopefully safe banking gets at least passed, and then they can figure out how they're actually going to do this one way or the other so that they can legalize cannabis. And then, you know, you know the cannabis laws change all the time. The argument against safe banking about, you know, they don't want to give big cannabis a, um, uh, a, 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 an edge is bullshit right now because – Safe banking would help both the citizen and, and you know, like the, 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 the pot shops. You know, more pot shops are robbed because they're cash on hand and the product is light. Like safe banking means safe access yep. as well. 
mm-hmm. you know, I, it's infuriating, dude, that 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 they won't just let it go. Like the more, I just honestly, dude, every policy should just be passed through because you can't be wrong. Like I just these guys, like you said, what they, they politicize everything. This is ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but I tell you what, Republican lawmakers, they see they have a much narrower bill. And then the Democratic lawmakers have a much wider bill. And then the safe banking's out there saying, like, well, can we at least get to the banking issue fixed? So, I mean, like, it's yeah. not going to stop. Like, them having beef over whether or not they should legalize it this way or that way isn't going to stop the actual transactions from happening that are currently happening right now. So you could make it Seriously. easier for everybody while you're figuring out which way you want to go. Just, just like when people argue about, like, well, how do we... How do we incarcerate the person that's uh, smoked too much weed and got behind a wheel of a car? Well, how are you enforcing it now? However you're enforcing it now, just keep on doing it that way because clearly it's working, right? So let's just, but can we just stop putting people behind jail? Can we stop? You know, there's a lot of just excess dumb shit happens because of prohibition, period. Yeah, but again, uh, this, this dichotomy between how do we legalize it, do we legalize it, and then worry about the expungement and uh, the social equity policies to reinvest and uh, fix all the harms of the drug war? Or do we do it all in one fell swoop? And Cory Booker thinks you have to do it all at once because he said to me, it wouldn't be a win. Speaking of the Republican bill that would just legalize it and tax it at a low rate and do nothing else about the expungements or social equity. Uh, And Cory Booker goes on, it would be a setback for expunging records of all the people who are waiting for some kind of justice. And unfortunately, if you do that, the pressure just won't be there to get it done. So he's worried that if you just legalize it, who's going to then pass the uh, uh, the expungement bill? That's it, it just that's the dumbest argument because there's still people behind bars right now, right? We're presently people don't have time. Time is the most valuable thing we have, dude. Well, you know what I mean? That, like, like an expungement bill, I don't think anybody would really object to an expungement bill after it's been no. legalized. They'd all be like, "Oh yeah, let's 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 clean that up." But the social equity yeah. bills. That's where you have with people would be like, hey, that's unfair. Some people would say. And then the counter to that was like, so you're calling what happened in the drug war fair. Uh, (laughs) And and they would say, well, no, but like I wasn't doing really. You weren't doing anything. You just stood by. And then we're the first one to try to get a cannabis license. Bob, come on. You know, well, you know, the unfairness is already happening right now. Right. We've seen it state to state, every state right now. The the bullshit lotteries that are going on. I mean, the only one that we saw that was kind of fair was the blind FBI agent. FBI agent. I'm pretty sure that was an Onion article. But uh, no, it happened out of Ohio. Did you hear how many Ohio applications were filed on the deadline Thursday? No. Fourteen hundred. Do you know how many uh, licenses there were? No. Seventy three. 1,400 applications for 73 licenses. Usually when I'm talking to prospective clients about getting into the game, uh, I tell them that it's about a 10 to 1. Now I might have to start saying it's 20 to 1, baby, especially if it's a lottery because then it becomes a mathematical statistical edge game where you're trying to buy as many tickets as possible so you can win somewhere. Unless you're in Illinois and they use this uh, KPI. Like, I mean, that's the other thing, right? Transparency. You need transparency in how they do these ratings. A bingo ball fucking thing. And money is the biggest transparency way you can do it. There's that, but it's then money. like very, very strangely, like one of my clients actually won, and they, I didn't, I just found out they won yesterday. I'm like, oh, oh, like it was very bizarre. Like they, they were an alternate or something like that. So after Weird. they didn't win the first time, they won on the uh, after the uh, 
uh, the rejection period that they have. So I, just just bizarre. Just like, huh? Wonder if they were trying to get me to not file any cases. Eh, probably not. But um, you know, they, I'm just congratulations to that client that won. So now, are you going to do two businesses that you're going to be working on, helping build up? Uh, yeah, Dispo and uh, Agro. And so now I have nice. uh, perfect winning applications on both sides of the aisle. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, you know, it was very bizarre. Very bizarre. And and it was just weird because I was on these email lists. It was like, hey, congratulations on getting a dispensary. I'm like, we didn't win a dispensary. We didn't buy enough tickets. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I better tell the client. <laughs> oh, neat. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. I mean, you, it's essentially you're buying tickets, right? Like a, like a raffle. And, and unfortunately, this is like if you have more money, you can buy more tickets. And that's no, that's that's that is the wealthy way to type of think about it. Uh, if there was a different way, it'd be like you can buy three tickets, you know, something where if you're really trying to lower the barriers to entry and not have this type. Of, and so we don't know if we would have netted out all of these, uh, you know, entries like in Kittery, Maine or in Sioux Falls or in Ohio or in Illinois, what the actual numbers would have been. And so you know, I, 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 why, why don't they have those limitations where it's like, no, you get a ticket. You don't get well, all the tickets. Well, I'm saying the fairness would be a limitation of one, right? Like, okay, you're a one business owner, but unfortunately you have to be a freaking conglomerate with millions of dollars of backbone and, and float and do things that one person can't do for the most part. That's right. You know? But then banking, safe banking would be great. We're, we found oh, God, lenders yeah. that want to work with us. We found 65, 35 LTVs for mortgages. You're going to be paying some juice rates. You're going to get hit $1,500 a month for having a cannabis uh, bank account. But you can access credit. It's out there if you find it. I mean, and that would be social look, equity. Yeah. I mean, that would be a path to social equity too, right? Like if safe banking came about and then people could like get loans, right? And right. people with, you know, a history in cannabis, like whether it be a conviction or whatever, maybe there'd be a new program for those guys. That's equity, right? right. I mean, it, it is a racially biased war that was what, what prohibition was started as. But, you know, in the end, you can make equity happen for everybody. You know, that's we have to acknowledge one to, to go to the other one, I think, sometimes. Right. But then whenever you try to, like, start preferencing people and and treating them differently before the law, even though they were treated differently before the law for decades, uh, you're going to get constitutional claims. I understand better the ability to throw money into the areas that they were uh, blighted. But yeah. then uh, when you say this person must be on the type of license, um I just, I just think that that's probably going to get litigated over the past in the next ten years, and I don't think it's going to be found to be constitutional. I think it'll still be found to violate the Fourteenth Amendment, or I'll learn new law. Um, but you know, like it's, it's the most noble violation of the Fourteenth Amendment I've seen. I'll tell you that yeah. much. You know? Well, and that's the thing, right? The prohibition has enabled a lot of bad behavior, a lot of bad, and it's, it's not just enabling bad behavior, but it's teaching ignorance it's enabling ignorance if you know i mean how do we get better we get better when we know when we've done dumb shit or we you know depending on what kind of better you want to be mm -hmm. <laughs> you know but Maybe. i just don't like that they're holding up the safe banking act you know senator yeah. Rand paul was on fire on uh, on record last week saying that he thinks safe banking act would get 10 to 15 republican votes if they brought it up on the senate which means that if all the democrats voted for it and it gets 10 to 15 republican votes it's it is uh, uh, what do they call it? The the thing where you need the sixty votes from cloture and all that filibuster proof. Mm. It would be oh, filibuster right, right. proof. That would be fantastic. I was really hoping that it was going to ride this uh, recent uh, infrastructure uh, bill that 
just past the house, but I looked at the house and nothing cannabis marijuana related was on the uh, bill, which is unfortunate, but still, I mean, we'll get there. Um, you know, we, we still need money, right? I guess, apparently, or whatever. Yep. Uh, I know, but then they, they push back. I mean, the people aren't saying we want relief for bankers. People are saying that people shouldn't go to jail for being arrested for marijuana. And that's true. You know, it's it's not enough to pass safe banking. It's not. It would it's really not. help. It would really help out all the license holders, not just the ones that have the ability to pool their money together and then have that higher compliance cost. So in theory, the Safe Banking Act would help the mom and pop uh, cannabis licenses more than it would help the large players but the large players mm. of course still be there and benefiting what would really yeah. help it is if they pass these types of laws now where you're restricted on how many you can own uh, and other stuff but then the republicans they don't want any regulations we'll regulate ourselves," said the pharmaceutical industry as they're murdering everybody well i just don't get the you know the republicans are supposed to be the party of small business but they aren't really i mean it's just who are you kidding but i Safe banking is just something that would enable. It's it's another brick in the house of, of, of ending prohibition, you know, of legalization. It's an, another part of regulation that we have to face, and that's what, you know, it's not helping just big, big corporate creepy cannabis uh, courier broker. It's helping the average American citizen. It's it's that's what it does. It's not, uh, uh, I, I you know I you already have your money, bro. Why don't you give other people the chance to get theirs? Like that's what this is about. And then also. You know, we can get people out of jail. They, once safe banking happens, there's more money going into this whole industry. And maybe mm -hmm. then more money will get funneled towards paying off the right senators. Yeah, but Senator know? Schumer and Senator Booker are sitting on that bill, and they aren't going to bring it up for a vote until they figure out how they're actually going to legalize cannabis. And so, rut row, they aren't even going to allow safe banking to go through on the budget reconciliation because they don't want it to go through. They want to address the whole thing. And, and if that's if that's the case, oh, what do you mean? Who is it? Is it something? Is that time? It's that time again, everybody. Oh, that somewhere was brought to you by Delta Nine Pods. If you are thinking about putting in an application for a micro cultivation facility in the state of New Jersey. Talk to me at Cannabis Industry Lawyer online, you know, .com or on IG about Delta 9 Pods. It's a really interesting modification that me and Tia over there have put together. Uh, we're going to have her on the show and then hopefully also have her on the mastermind so we can explain how we uh, organized the, um, the, it's not called a craft grow. I'm going to call it a craft grow because I'm used to calling them that. It's called a micro grow in New Jersey. Oh, wow. Yep. Interesting. That'd be interesting. So we got other news. We got uh, an insider. Uh, marijuana use has made Zen Malik aggressive. Did we talk about this last week? We may have talked about this last week. I'm not sure who uh, Zion Malik is, but I'm assuming he used to be a singer and former One Direction member. That One Direction was uh, a band, I believe, from Britain of boys. And because he's now only 28 and he has pleaded no contest to harassing Yolanda Haddad, uh, the material maternal grandmother of his one-year-old daughter, Kai, whom he shares with his ex-girlfriend supermodel Gigi Haddad. Yes, uh, if there's anything that this man needs to blame in his life, it is cannabis. Uh, and so he admits that it helps the creative process if you're smoking good weed and was seen smoking a joint while on tour with One Direction in South America in 2014. Well, again, I mean, like I, at first, I, I think I remember like, because you had a very good point 
this is just people blaming weed for a shitty human behavior. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just, you know, uh, uh, there was another article. Which, which, which person? Which person was it? You see, they don't even name the person. They say, yeah, an insider, one insider who worked frequently with a band fondly known as 1D, One Direction, told the Post that Malik's marijuana use got so bad that it would make him paranoid and led to his former bandmate, Harry Styles, refusing to share a tour bus and private jet with him. The insider said, in the beginning, Zion was quiet and sweet. He just became a different person. When you are smoking weed to that extent, it really affects you. Yeah, I just, you know, when people try to, like, schizophrenia and all the other shit with mental health, you know, it's a very hot topic that you would think, like, in legal states, you would see way increase of this cases, right? Just like the accidents and, uh, I don't know, the, the, the raping and pillaging that's supposed to happen with legalization. But you don't see it in the legal states. So this is just not cause and effect, period. Mm. Uh, you know, and again, that's why uh, uh, I, I'm glad that we went through it twice. So I have more to say on it. Huh. So, you know, <laughs> did you see the uh, Eddie Venner once held a flashlight for Joe Strummer while he rolled a spliff? No, I did not. In Rolling Stone, they are reporting that Eddie Vedder from a band called Pearl Jam had recalled meeting the Clash frontman and rolling a joint uh, with him, actually, it was a spliff, and he held the flashlight. Uh, well, who rolled the spliff? The Clash frontman. Yeah, Joe Strummer. Uh, Joe Strummer. Yeah, that's a, it's, I think uh, I think they're going somewhere. That Pearl Jam. I think I heard of them sometime. Yeah, you know, this was back in November twenty first of nineteen eighty nine, almost to the day to the day of today. Actually, it is to the day of the day of the day because it is November twenty first, twenty twenty one, when this is going out. Uh, in that year, he moved to Seattle and began playing with Pearl Jam, but he was living in San Diego in the fall, uh, a venue called the Bacchanal, where Strummer was playing that night, and he had no idea what day was really going on to affect my life that no one, well, especially not me, could imagine uh, Vetter rambled. Uh, he also said that he showed up to the venue early during soundcheck, noting, I really appreciated soundcheck sometimes more than the show because that's kind of where the real work happens or the real communication between the band members. They're doing it without the eyes of the crowd. Uh, he he continued to ramble. Uh, the only person who'd show up to sound checks, though, was Irons, a founding member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who was also playing with Strummer at the time. Oh, wow. Fascinating. And so uh, there he goes. He, he he remembers that he was, where's the one where he's actually about the rolling of the joint, you know? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, uh, I mean, that was the headline, but uh, it was. But then he finally remembers toward the end of his uh, rant, and that he was just holding the flashlight over Joe while he rolls the split, and he kind of gets the ghetto blaster going. Uh, Jack's got his bananas, and the other guys are kind of going bananas. Going, Joe, I think we need to fucking bail on this shit. It's been a half hour now, and Joe didn't want to leave. He's like, like I don't know, man. It's the people. They came, and we had them, and I could tell they were good. We got to give us some time. Eventually, the power did come back on, and uh, they, they proceeded to play a two-hour set that uh, Vetter described as just incredible. Dude, uh, um, it'd be That's surreal. Such an Eddie Vetter like um, uh, story that I've ever yeah. heard right there. But can you imagine though, like just being one of those guys on the side, just seeing Eddie Vetter and Joe Strummer like rolling a joint? I mean, I would just be surreal. Like, and then what if the pass the team? And then you're like, I'm smoking a joint with Eddie right. Vetter and Joe Strummer. Yeah, in 1989, uh, on November 21st, a great day in cannabis legalization history. Oh, shit, dude. That's pretty dope. So we got a game? We can play a game? Yes, yes, we, we do. We have a, a, day, a game to celebrate Turkey Day, the Thanksgiving Day draft. We do. Okay. Since uh, we are not recording this live, we're going to play a game with ourselves. Well, you two, you guys are going to draft some, uh, we've got four subjects, and you guys are going to draft it, okay? 
Okay, we've got strained family method Sweet. after the walk outside and infused side dish. Yeah. Sound good? So imagine there's music happening back here. Stay yeah, you. Go. yeah, that's the thing. We can go get that uh, one from uh, YouTube, whatever we yeah. find in the background. Uh, okay, so strain. Thanksgiving Day draft strain family is that yep. uh, an indica or a sativa strain family? What do you mean by strain? Like hays, cheeses, diesels. Okay, um, you only get one, one family. Hmm. I would have to pick the most hunger-inducing of all the strain families. I got a lot of food to eat. See, I'd have to make up my own strain because you know it's funny. Even though I smoke a lot of weed, I don't know a lot about. It. Like, I'd be like. Um, Cause like I don't even know I'm fucking smoking now. <laughs> really? Well, I'm always I walk into the stores now. I'm just like I'd like an indica, please. Like, cause you know, I'm still waiting for test studies and all the other shit before I'd be like bougie about it. But um, what's a good blue dream though? I like you know I want to be awake, maybe from joy, joy, cause be all up and active. Yeah, I go blue dream. Cool. I'm gonna go with uh, I don't know white Yoda. All right. Between two balanced hyperparents, low rider and white Russian clones. Evidently, it's supposed to make you quite hungry. All right. Next method. So how are you guys going to smoke this? And this is the only thing that's going to be in the house. Oh, you're having I, people over and this is it. So, oh, wow. Like blunts, joints, bongs. Hmm. Oh, for guests. Holy crap. That's a big deal. Yeah, because you had a pipe. It would be clogging up, right? I don't know. I got a lot of pipes, and they're pretty clean. Uh, and you don't have one. No, you I can know. have multiple of them. But just the same one. Oh, okay. Like only one. Oh, okay. So I'd probably have. I mean, yeah. A, they don't smoke a lot around here, these parts. So I'd probably go with pipes because then they can titrate as needed, as opposed to joints, yeah. which you know, might get too much for some people. I'm gonna go with right. pipe too, just because uh, I love a good pipe. If you get a personal pipe walking around, it's fucking dope. You want to get into specifics, like a bubbler or one-hitter? Oh, no. It like wouldn't a be a one-hitter. I think it would probably be one of those longer uh, Sherlock's that have a fairly large chamber so that you can share it with your friends. Sounds nice. If I could have multiple Sherlock's, that'd be dope, dude. I mean, you're talking extra bougie. Those things are expensive. Like, Baller in a budget. Really? Yeah, I don't have them here. They're at the house. I'll bring one to the okay. office and show it later. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, after the walk sure. outside, what's the first food you're going to go for? Oh, oh, I'd probably be at the dessert tray already, you know, picking at it. And then, hey, stop eating those cookies. I'm sorry. You know, just they're so good. Uh, and and then I, I'd probably go to, uh, you know, the actual food, potatoes or stuffing. I'm not the, there you go. I don't need a lot of meat, you know. Sides, always the sides, man. I'd be stuffing. Dessert, stuffing. <laughs> And then an infused side dish. This is the only infused dish that you guys are going to have. So what do you want? Pumpkin pie. I think it would be hilarious if they had infused pies. You got a sweet tooth, huh? Yeah, That's I funny. got diabetes. <laughs> Don't yeah. cut your foot off, dude. Yeah, I know. I'll you go can with the... use my blood for syrup. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, yeah, side dishes. Uh, ooh. I like casseroles. Infused casserole, okay. Yeah. You give me anything, it'd be like bacon casserole, cheese. I don't know. Great. So, Miggy, at your Thanksgiving Day, you're going to have Blue Dream, a bowl, stuffing as soon as you come in, and then casserole 
uh, infused cash roll. Oh, and yeah. Tom, you're going to have a bunch of white Yoda, Sherlock pipes, mm -hmm. uh, dessert when you come back, and then infused pumpkin pie. Right. So we'll see uh, who uh, who gets more votes, who's coming to your Thanksgiving Day. Oh, I'm going to do a poll. Got it, got it. Got it. And that's yeah. it. She's so back smart, dude, with the social yep. media shits, man. Hey. No, I know that's going to be a lot of fun. And then there's that fear and loathing in Maine. Uh, fear and loathing in Maine. Yep. Encroaching on state cannabis program. Wow. Uh oh. Uh, are the feds so, encroaching on a state cannabis program? Eleven defendants have pled or pleaded not guilty Thursday in a federal case out of Maine, which the whole United Can United States cannabis industry is watching. Among the defendants is Lucas Rios, a former cannabis caregiver, has been accused of spearheading an illicit sale of more than 13 million of cannabis in over six years. Among those, oh wait, you read that one. Uh, the not guilty plea comes 16 months after the feds initially disrupted Serios Farmington-based operation to property, cash, computers, vehicles, even Serios's right to use medical cannabis while he has to wait for it to see his fate. This is ridiculous, dude. You know, That's in, right. In a legal because he's legal state, right? Oh, he had a license. He had a license uh, when he was operating, and then the D the Department of Justice said that it had money despite the Robacher Farah amendment to go in there and take all of his plants and all of his assets. And then uh, the state of Maine gave him back his license. You know, it's crazy. It's so crazy how overreaching these people can be just like here in Washington that destroyed three millions in, 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 you know, what they deem to be bad. Like you're in a system for a reason, like destroying the product, incarcerating people, taking mm -hmm. away your life. This is why, we do, we do try to end prohibition. This is ridiculous as far as uh, being a blip on someone's life, you know, nope. for, you and know. Not only that, like, you know, this facts, this, his attorney is say, citing, uh, the facts of the case strongly demonstrate the client was acting in compliance with Maine's laws and therefore cannot be prosecuted. If you're acting in compliance with your state's cannabis laws, there is no money for the federal government to prosecute you. And then what did they do? They try to bring a different charge. They try to bring a bribery charge or some type of racketeering or corruption or conspiracy, something that's going to allow that prosecutor funds from the federal government to be able to investigate and bust uh, uh, state license plant touching license holders. I wonder, is Maine such a bad, like, again, when Lance Glore got arrested we were a medical state he was a law-abiding medical provider he had you know, it was before everything. it was 2011 for those guys that are watching at home uh it wasn't it, it 10 years ago now 2011 when he was popped because the robot yep. far amendment that prohibition on the uh raids or the prohibition on spending money federal money uh, to interfere with state compliant cannabis that has been in the budget since about 2014 15 and I think yeah. Lance Glore and then the other bus and other raids that were going on, uh, even in the Obama administration, uh, those stopped when they changed this. And there's case law yeah. that now says that you're not allowed to do it. And so what do they say? Oh, there's a conspiracy going on here. There's some well, bribes. There has to be. Yeah. Well, what was shit, too, was like, I mean, again, this is like they're stretching whatever little bit of convenient truth there is that they're pulling this from. Because mm -hmm. uh, uh, when Lance, like, when he went to get prosecution, so his lance took off, you know, he got raided, you know, of course, what are you going to do? I don't want to be detained. I don't, he had a kid, he had everything, mm -hmm. he had a life. And so uh, when he finally got prosecuted in, uh, uh, what was it, 20, 
16. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to use the Robocker to say, hey, they're like, no, the raids happened in 2011. So the 2014 Amendment doesn't apply to you, which is bullshit. Because right. I think as a citizen, you know, everything should be a, a tool. But like they time framed his crime. And that's kind of crazy well, how they just said. Like, it kind of sounds like his, his lawyer, Luke's lawyer, Pasta, continues. He's not the Wall Street guy. He's not the Ivy League suit, Brooks Brothers wearing CEO type. He's the guy who found his chance, the plan he understood. And when it became legal, he seized his opportunity to pull himself up and brought himself up, brought his family up. And that's what the federal government wants to attack. They're going after blue collar people. They're going after the little guy because they can you know, um, and so Lance Glor wasn't, he wasn't the son of a lawyer who was, he wasn't the son of the state senator. And he was just a, a regular guy doing his thing, compliant with the state, pursuing yep. to the license. And he got some, prosecuted. Yep. But no, he got prosecuted for being successful. That's kind of what's happening here, right? Like yep. they see someone who for, for not on by their fault, like there is no banking, there is no uh, tax structure. There is some none of the of this. cases that I've read this complaint, and some of the things that the feds are bringing are is like you know you were influencing and bribing uh, the federal, not the federal, the local government, and getting the laws changed. No shit. No, well, not not in the bribes or anything like. But many people that are in the industry they advocate for legislative change, and so now yeah. they're trying to use. Uh, your your First Amendment rights, your rights to advocate for legislative change. And then once those ch- laws have been changed and you were the ones fighting to change them, of course, you're going to try to get a license. You were passionate about this project. And then that's where they're trying to say they have money to now prosecute. It's um, well, it's of bad. course, you want to pay taxes. And of course, you want to you know pay whatever licensing fees are out there because you don't want to go to jail. Like, you know, there's a lot of people out there. A lot of people who are successful, like with cannabis, there are wealthy cannabis people who started a farm like this gentleman or Lance. And then at one point they had an opportunity to take all the money they fucking earned, all this money and put it towards something that's legit. Right. Like if and then now they're this extra personality, whatever that exists, because but like we don't ask where that money came from now because you're invested into a proper thing like there's a lot of people surviving people paid houses and whatnot because they just happened to invest in the right thing when they were good at this. Like it's just, he's being prosecuted for being good at cannabis. Like this is ridiculous. Right. And then that's, that's really the, uh, the crux of his lawyers arguments in multi-state billion dollar marijuana business. This the Kittery, Maine, you know, this is the same state, Maine, Kittery, Maine, three retail licenses, three, one guy applied 350 times and he won two out of three of them. There's 750 applications. He, he applied 50% of the time. And so, you know, do you want access to a license or do you, if you get access to a license and then law enforcement doesn't like you, uh, are they able to take all your shit still? I mean, why is it so hard to have, is it, is all business That's it. Is crooked and rigged? Is all businesses crooked and rigged or is it only this industry? Just Come cannabis. On. Right. Sure. And, and other amazing, terrible news. Uh, oh, no, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah. It's terrible, but let's go to the two billion in ganja found and destroyed. Suspects escape from cops, according to the newsroom. Two men managed to escape from police in an engine boat after they were found on a massive marijuana farm at Mariana Harrieta Village in the Berbice River on Wednesday. So police uh, headquarters reported $2.02 billion worth of cannabis plants and seeds, and they were found on a farm and they were destroyed. Police said 
and of course you can trust them. Uh, uh, they found a total of 500,000 cannabis plants ranging from one to eight feet. And additionally, 2,000 pounds of dried cannabis, 100 pounds of seeds, and four nurseries were also destroyed. Police headquarters reported, uh, and they said that the illegal drugs were found on 40 acres of land. Six camps suspected to be living quarters were also discovered and later destroyed. So where is this again? Because I'm not sure where Mariana Henrietta Village is. Near French Guiana. Near French Guiana. Uh, near French Guiana. I had to look that up. Very good. Well, I highly doubt it was too, $2 billion so dollars worth of cannabis, especially considering that 2,000 pounds. <laughs> it looked like pickweed. Well, no, no, let's assume that, you know, because right now it's after Craptober. So if we're talking outdoor prices, let's just say it's 700 bucks. And remember, this is for 18 plus. You've come here because you may have a cannabis license and you like learning about your industry. Uh, and so let's say that you had wholesale that for $700 a pound. So 2,000. 2,000 times 700. Yeah, that's only 1.4 million. So they only overstated how much it was worth <laughs> by billions of dollars. Yeah. Well, maybe it was like 2 billion won, even though it was in, in South America. Maybe it was 2 billion won. Perhaps. Uh, maybe know, it was 2 but, uh, billion worth of Guianan dollars. That's what I'm talking about, buddy. Hey, check this one out, too. In India, uh, they're they're on a rampage against the ganja well, again a, too. A, uh, I, I, I should, have we done a bumper on? We've this has been an international news day. Well, Hopefully, we use an international news yes. bumper sometime uh, during this this broadcast. Hold on, let me see if I got you. We get the. Look at these tough guys. How they how they defend, uh, like all the hazmat suits they got on. Look at look at how they're afraid of that plant. Yeah, well, they aren't terrified of that plant at all, are they? I mean, <laughs> it's just it's like, and this happened like last week. Like what? It looks like nineteen. This this destroying of this crop right here, and it's probably a wild field in India. So India yeah. right now, they they've been going against it, it, the plant it just a looked lot. Like one of the worst coordinated harvests I have ever seen. Because those plants, uh, they had some buds on them, and so uh, those, those I have no idea how mature they are. They're just chopping that's them awesome. down, you know. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a meme, dude! The worst harvest ever, <laughs> ever seen. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, dude. Let me just uh, check one more thing. We can do one more story that'll pull, and then we'll uh, wrap it up. Missouri cannabis workers have begun to unionize. Right on. I know, right? Jefferson City, Missouri is reporting that uh, Missouri's growing medical marijuana industry, and we just closed out Cannabis Legalization News' last trade show of the tour this year in Missouri. Shout out to them and the cannabis. No, they call them uh, the Emerging Industry Professionals now. That was a great one. Uh, met a lot of cool people, but Missouri actually has a fairly robust program. They have almost 200 dispensaries already, and they have 60 cultivators and processors already. And that's just a medical program, and it's growing fairly quickly. Uh, with that wow. type of scale, though, you're going to see, and I saw them there, the UCFW was at the booth. Uh, so they had their own booth at the trade show as well. Yes. The unionization of cannabis workers is coming. But uh, the spokesman for Local 655 of the United Food and Commercial Workers said that they've heard from workers in the legal cannabis industry that were interested in joining unions, and they have a few active campaigns going now. Uh, so what do you think about uh, organized labor in the in the workforce, Miggy? 
pro, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like pro any prohibition legalization is about both the entitlement to us as uh, citizens can consume, you know, for our wellness or whatever. Don't tell me what to do in my off time, but also like, you know, the workers in that industry are entitled to, you know, fair wages, uh, 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 you know, health benefits, uh, time off if possible, you know, these fundamental things that, you know, America is supposed to be about. Yeah. So the UCFW, uh, I'm sorry, the UFCW is what it is on its website. It says it represents tens of thousands of mer- of workers across the cannabis industry, working in labs, grow facilities, and dispensaries. And they're helping those workers secure better wages and protection from unfair dis- discipline and have great benefits with a union contract. The majority of their work so far has been in the St. Louis area, but they're trying to get outside of it, Reichsman said. You know, UFCW or UFC, I'm not seeing it, but uh, they're one of the older unions, just like the one that just the John Deere strike. Did you hear about that? Mm-hmm. Yep. They went back to work. They got a 10% raise. Yeah. So unions matter. Unions matter for if they people- negotiated a 10% raise. You know, yeah. how much how much luck do you think one of them would have had saying like, hey, boss, next year, 10 percent more. Come on. You know, not I'm just 10 percent, but three times they went back to the drawing board. I mean, that, wow. it, it, it's 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 them sticking together. And, and, and that's where you, you know, that's what we had the, the GTI workers on here, how they should be unionizing. You know, like there's mm-hmm. people out there proactively against them and fighting against them. So. Yeah, the John yeah. Oliver show, if you guys haven't checked that one out, check it out. He just did one at Organized Labor uh, and Unionizing last week, I want to say. It was fascinating to see the lengths that large companies will go to uh, try to avoid a union. I know that like our company, uh, uh, we haven't avoided a union. We haven't had We don't have any employees. But uh, <laughs> one of the things... Uh, but you, we, we set up the uh, the cannabis operation to have a profits interest to go to the employees, and you have to have a plan for your how you're going to treat your employees. And so we uh, have a profits interest for them. So there's some profit sharing, and that'll fund their 401ks and benefits. And you know you got to treat your people on your team good. I, I, that's the thing, man. Like I I I never understood why. Like I, so, I used to work in a mall, dude. I've, I've been working since I was 11, and and. and one of the jobs I had that is I worked in a mall. Uh, I'd see, I see like the security guards that got like 12 bucks an hour or whatever. I mean, the shit wage. And and then this is the guy protecting the jewelry store. Right. You know, you know, you know like we're going to pay people low wages with, with a baton and a walkie talkie. Like I, you know, everybody's all worried about like the police and the funding and shit. And, you know, it's spooky outside. Uh, Antifa is going to get me, you know, BLM's like all over the place. Like these, you know, I'm not worried about that stuff. I'm not, <laughs> this. That's some dumb shit. I'm yeah. more worried about the hillbilly who thinks that uh, uh, 9/11 was an inside job and uh, uh, January 6th was a vacation. You know, there's a lot of like 5G's telling you to do things. Like, there's a lot yeah. of other shit to worry about. Those stupid people, though, um, <laughs> they aren't like. That's the nice thing that I think about stupid people. Once I realize they're stupid, I'm like, oh, provided they aren't violent, they aren't a threat to me. Yeah. It's great. It's great. You know, and, and then you just avoid them. Um, uh, but th- there are out there. And then uh, I usually spend a lot of time working on, on fairly complex projects and like, you know, websites and, and cannabis applications and, and corporate financial models and shit. So sure. they just don't hang out in those places. They'd be terrible at coding. I mean, just no, they, they would be. But like the worst part about sue people is, though, they're all entitled to a driver's license just like you. 
Land of Bugs. Like they're out there, man. They are, they are a human being and, and they deserve respect until you find and they out vote. that they're terrible. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to respect this person. I'm leaving. But uh, it's it's different. It's different. And so you know, there wasn't all that much cannabis legalization news going on. But this is our uh, episode going into the Thanksgiving holiday. So I'm assuming that probably oh, yeah. probably be uh, spacing on Wednesday. But we'll see what happens Wednesday. You know, uh, what we, so, need yeah. the, What's that? we need before. What's um, that? We need a remember Laverne Shirley. Uh, this was filmed before a live studio audience. And then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> we're yeah. not live. I love when I see the, the live chat and like, oh, yeah. are these guys live today or not? No, this was prevent presented to a live chatting audience. It was recorded, but the chat was live. And hopefully it was pretty lively. I mean, sometimes our chat, they're like, man, you need moderators. I'm like, no, the people just need to stop being such little bitches. Just, you know, why are you guys? Yeah. 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 And now chat is like, oh, fuck you, Tom. God damn it. I hate this. Why am I even watching 48 minutes of this crap? And then it would be like, because it's fun. That's why. That's why you're watching. I love the... I love the ones I just unsubbed because uh, 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 Mickey's views on on, on the, the the liberal agenda are bullshit. I don't know, man. Like, mm -hmm. no, it's not. I'm not RD, mother dumb effort. I'm an American. Yep. <laughs> like that's how it works. And, and then we just want the best and get progress and go forward. It's not a it's not a hard that's right. thing. That's right. You know, we're just yeah. hardworking men and and women. You know, and so we have a great new mm -hmm. launch for a product that we worked real real hard on for the past two years. And it's going it's to be the best value in cannabis. The webinar that we're doing on Monday, that sold out in like five minutes. Nice. And so nice. like next week or month, whenever we get our next one, hopefully people will be able to get in again. But we're going to put it on demand and we're going to tell people about it. And then people are going to go to get their cannabis applications to it. Uh, and it's going to be really, really fun. So like I'm looking forward to that that product being launched finally. Uh, I modeled its pricing off of Green Rush and then Green Rush mm. raises prices. And I'm like, oh, man. I got to raise the prices to that now. That is awesome. Thank you, Green Rush. But still, you know, congrats to you. You've got winners, you know, and, and then you've proven that you can get there. And uh, good luck to your future clients. Oh, man, they're going to they're going to do well. And then uh, I helped a lot with uh, some capital raises for social equity members that need help with capital raises. And, and for New Jersey, it's so pretty how they're doing it relative to Illinois and New Jersey. Like they are not going to have their social equity members Horn swoggled out of their fair market value of what they got, you know? Right on. I mean, you're on it. That's the whole reason why they pay you, dude. Like, like you know, there's so, so much news out there. A lot of it's depressing as heck. You know, like, yeah, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, more than fucking my life, unfortunately. And, and it's, it's just been like, that's why with the, the Facebook page and the jokes and shit, you know, it makes it better for me that I see, like, there's there's good people out there. Are There are decent human beings and you know, it's not all bleak. There are. But then the problem yeah. really is, you know, you can't spread that message. As soon as you start spreading that message, it's gone. I mean, so like, I have no idea if we retitle. I don't think we can retitle our Facebook page that like marijuana prohibitions on. No, we can't. And, and again, and, and it got it's been at 300,000 for like eight years. It doesn't it cannot get any larger. Uh, and then marijuana moment has grown slowly. And so like they just haven't flagged them, I guess. I have no idea. But um that's Whatever. funny though. You're right. Good on them though for not getting flagged. But it's, it's a weird. This is what is weird about prohibition. It enables this weird acting with the social media the algorithms and uh, like. Well, it's it's, it's kind of reminds us. me of China. You know, this is you're not. Yeah, mm. these algorithms they serve you the reality. They will tell you what you get. Yeah. You know, as opposed to what's actually out there, you can never. And and so I thought it was easier to control people 
back in the 30s. I bet it's easier to control people in China today because you've ranked them all and then you can control what they see and where they can go. Uh, it has to be so much easier to control those people. And then that's they believe that's where they're supposed to be. And we're being controlled, you know, as Americans with the, the, the shadow ban of like cannabis, marijuana, weed. I've just said all the wrong words, you know, like like mm -hmm. you and I have just shut the shit for an hour uh, and, and, and non-threat to society. But this will be flagged. It'll be demonetized. It'll be every wrong thing you can do with two guys just hanging out like that mm -hmm. was it. Like we the most non-invasive, non violent not you know right. what i mean this is like a much ado about nothing but yet we're paying for just breathing pretty much <laughs> and that's why the google search algorithm has been very very kind to me because nothing else could you couldn't go buy yeah. ads like now we do have an ad that goes and but i had to be i had to try it like seven times to get it through google and mm. so it's a very innocuous ad it goes like dispensary application you know it's, it doesn't say cannabis but then most mm. people aren't looking for like a gun dispensary application, you know, or like, hey, um, do you guys have any ketchup dispensary applications? No, that makes no sense, bro. And it's so, shitty. You shouldn't have to do yeah. that. You shouldn't have to. Right. But then you drop that word off and suddenly it gets through the thing and then somebody yeah. searches it. And so but it's good. I mean, you should run some ads because, you know, Google has smart and then they figure out what types of people to send you. And so like somebody just booked a qualified call and they have a, a million dollar budget and they want mm. a dispo in NYC. And I'm like, yeah, that'll probably get you a little bit there. I mean, we, we can figure yeah. this out. We can figure this out for that. What's funny here, too, is you think about it, dude, like like the social media is the it's been they've been they've been protecting ourselves from ourselves protecting ourselves you know us from ourselves mm -hmm. bullshit but also it's still tinged off the prohibition from the government right like you know the 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 way you know give me what, how many things that people know about like that are we related like high times everybody knows high times right like i think even non-smokers know high times for the most part i'd hope i would yeah. i would think like it's just culture wise like and as a culture, we're automatically suppressed for a plant. Like it's not even it's not just you and me, you know. So it's just it's because, it of, smoking. It's because of the scheduling. It's because of the federal yeah. law. If we can get that federal law changed, uh, and I some people are like, oh, we have to do it all at once. I don't know about that. I mean, like mm -hmm. the, they banned them all at once, and that's why marijuana was included in the Controlled Substances Act. And so, if they would have actually passed the Controlled Substances Act and then had Schedule F, because like, you have to remember this from history, and no, people don't remember history; they just they just grandstand, and then they're like, "Did you see me out there?" It was me. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, and so what they did is they just put cannabis right alongside heroin and all these other really dangerous drugs in Schedule One to pass it, to have it done. And then they commission the study as opposed to doing yeah. the opposite of that saying like, well, why don't we commission the study? And then if it comes back, we'll schedule one. It. Why didn't Isn't they that do crazy that? Enough? You know, they, they were able to set this criteria, you know, CSA, you know, is, here's a one, two, three, uh, backbone with legit words. Like these are things that are going to be addictive. Like we all understand that. Like we, yeah. you can watch America and you can see like dope sick. It's like, Wow, yeah. that's addictive. That is that spooky crap, you know, right there. That don't do that stuff, you know. But like we see it every day, every 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 and for years, forever, right? Like 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 nineteen thirties, twenties. There was the opium epidemic with like uh, well, China, you know. And so that's the the modern opioid uh, opioid epidemic is just history repeating itself because people yeah. don't learn. People don't learn from history. 
And, well, yeah. part of it's the ignorance that we've enabled because if cannabis was been taught like, you know, hey, drugs, a drug, you know, caffeine, you know, cannabis, whatever it is, you know, it's how we interface with our world and day to day. Right. Like and how we view the world like, you know, part of paranoia when you smoke a little bit in the city, at least when I remember as a kid, like when it was like illegal was like the hyper, like everybody knows I'm high. Like everybody knows I'm high. This is fucking bad. And this is horrible. I'm a horrible person for being stoned, even though I'm just sitting in the park. Like, you know, like to think like that self-deprecating type stuff of far, like I'm in a bad position because I did something that's illegal, even though I was not doing anything. You know what I mean? Like that's, we got to undo that. We have to figure out how to look at the world. I think, I don't know. Teach each other. <laughs> that's it. That's what we got to do. I'm going to leave you with wis- wisdom from Mickey. So let's uh, roll up this one and then we'll get out of here and we'll be on the next time Cannabis Legalization News is live.